Welcome everyone to another episode of the End of the World podcast with your host, Anton Roberts, and my oh, and an old friend, and Andrea. I think sure. I, I've never actually said your second name here. Is it is it Nick Nicklin, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. quite well, it's, it's quite an unusual name. What's the what's the origin of that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know actually. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm always very interested in the like, origins of words and where they come from. Yeah. Next time, etymology of uh, Andrew's second name. <laughs> so we have an interesting one today. Well, I mean, all of our episodes are interesting, obviously, but this one is uh, unusual. So uh, Andrew and I recently uh, went to a in- interesting kind of event. Um, it was the psychology of serial killers. So we thought that we'd kind of do a, a neat little kind of event review, um, you know, say obviously our thoughts and, and this, the, the sorts of things that were covered there. Um, so I, I imagine this will be an interest of anyone who, uh, you know, who likes sort of like true crime, um, you know, like, like criminal techniques, uh, you know, offending more generally, really, um, or any of those really good Netflix documentaries about serial killers, which is most people well, nowadays. Exactly right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, so it was the psychology of serial killers, and it was um, done by a forensics lecturer called Jennifer Rees. I'm not saying that right. Um, and she was presenting at uh, the Stockport Plaza, um, and she yeah, and she went. She she basically covered all the all the kind of big names in serial killers. But she was she she's clearly an, obviously an actual uh, academic, so it wasn't uh, your usual. Um, I suppose the presentation on it, which 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 was quite nice. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, over overall, Andrew, did you enjoy it? I thought, I thought oh, it was I quite well it. presented. I loved it. Went into work the next day, raving about it, and got a few words up. Like, yeah. It's funny, right? Because like it's like obsession. Serial killer documentary. Well, this is the thing. Like, like most of society is kind of like obsessed with it and i i think we could maybe yeah yeah maybe, maybe we can talk about that uh in the, you know, a, a bit later because obviously um jennifer talks talk, talks about that as well but um it's quite in, it's quite interesting in in like my own field of like sociology and, and uh, criminology like most of us kind of go in that go into that thinking oh i'm i'm going to be you know some sort of profiler this is gonna be amazing i'm going to be chasing serial killers you know you know profiling their their behavior categories and all things like that and like the reality, the, the sad reality. I say sad. It's actually a really good thing. There's there's not that many serial killers, <laughs> so so it's one of those like sad things that like you get there and immediately yeah it turns out there's maybe two people doing that job, um, and there's yeah thousands and thousands of crim, crim students go oh, okay yeah. what to live about two three hundred years ago to be able to catch a good few serial killers. <laughs> no no to, yeah it turns out murder is not that common. Um, so yeah so that is unfortunate but still for those for those lucky two um it is yeah a dream, a dream job i am sure um okay all right so, so let's crack off with what she was she was sort of covering so she kind of um i think she started she started talking about firstly the i suppose the different um like classifications right like the different yeah. types of um serial killers well it was serial killers, but then she was explaining like mass killings as well, wasn't she? Because a lot of people think they could be classed as serial killers, but a mass killing is 
just one thing one episode i think she described it as business yeah 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 so it's like it has to be kind of like um i think i think she she talked about like a like a, a certain cooling off period right that you kind of need you know it's like if you go mask a small village you have to wait a few weeks before you mask another village and then it counts yeah. <laughs> and then it counts if you go and massacre one village you're not going to become the next big serial killer you'll just be known as a mass killer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Which, which is interesting because you know i think that really really that, that boils down to you essentially having a time to think about it right so, you know, so i suppose you can understand someone flipping out and yeah know, killing someone in a fit of rage or something but they've not actually thought yeah. about that like methodically yeah that's it i mean i think some of the mass, mass killers may have thought about it acted on it but mm. they've only done it the once it's I think there might be some sort of planning that goes into it. You don't just rock up somewhere with like guns or knives or whatever. There is some form of planning to it. Oh, I mean, I, I suppose I suppose this does link link to the types of serial killers that she was talking about, right? But um, you know, like like you 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 have the you have the the more disordered um, killers, yeah. which. Yeah. Arguably, a more impulsive. I'm assuming, um, you know, compared to the more the more methodical, method, methodological, uh, methodical, 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 <sighs> methodical. Ah, see, see, yeah, you're confident there. You're gonna, you're gonna take uh, us out. Uh, <laughs> no, I, exactly the same. Exactly the same. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, like, what was your like take? Like, were you? Kind of like like convinced by the like the different the different classifications of of serial killers like did you find that quite convincing because like it seemed like um jennifer like herself was quite skeptical when you know when she's saying that like obviously you would have like set traits say you know like a disordered killer but then like that there's a lot that they seem like there was a lot of crossover between these different categories anyway yeah um i don't know how convinced that was i kind of like oh wait yeah maybe she's right and then as she went along, I was like, no, no, there's so many crossovers and so many, there's so many, like, different things and different, like, occurrences for that individual serial killer that you can't just categorise them. So I think at first I was convinced, but now I'm I'm not, because there's so much of a crossover in between them that you... No, I'm mm. not entirely on Because you watch it, like you watch something like Mind Mind Hunters, right? And it kind of implies that you know once 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 you've got their psych type, oh, brilliant! Like I'm like you 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 know exactly what they're gonna do. You can perfectly predict their behaviour. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think you can. What's the other one that does it? Criminal Minds. I know it's not like real yeah, mind, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I tell you as well. They profile and it's like, oh well, this person, and it's not it, it's not as simple as that. Apple, right? There's a lot more to it about their backgrounds, their histories, mm-hmm. how they got brought up. And maybe in the moment that it's happened, has it happened in a fit of rage or is it actually genuinely something that has been planned, plotted, and carried out over time? Yeah, like for me, the like the the blur, like, like the different uh, traits and how they blur kind of for, for me makes them, I don't know almost useless like if I, if I was a police officer like unless they perfectly 
fell within those categories. I can't see how they'd be particularly helpful. Um, no. You know, other than a very, you know, in a very, very general sense. Um, yeah. So she also talked a lot about as well. Um, I think, you know, actually she talked a little bit about the types of killers. She went on to talking yeah. about, I think, the origins, you know, what, what causes a serial killer. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. What was your take on it? Because, like, again, I'm quite sceptical on the whole, because, you know, for, for those who you know, don't know, there's, there's like a, almost like a trope of, like, a causes, you know, for, 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 what, for what, you know, what accounts to that level of, like, deviance. And, like, like the, you know, it's, it's always things like, I don't know, you know, like they've been abused as a child, right? And the, uh, you know, like experimentation with animals and um, mm -hmm. things like that. I was almost like, you have to have those or they'll be fine. Um, I sort of think I've always been really, really skeptical of those things. I don't know what, what, what was your thoughts when she was talking about the causes? I mean, I, I'm a bit more sold now because of the statistics on it. The statistics she showed compared to like a normal person and how many people have ended up being serial killers that have been abused and have been physically abused and demeaned and stuff like that. He's quite shocking statistics. Like one of them was like 67% of serial killers have been abused as a child. Yes. Okay. Let's, let's, let's take that. That's a good point. Right. Um, so, so, so she basically yeah, brought, brought up some stats where they had compared, um, you know, the average Joe basically to, you know, like a population of serial killers. On, 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 all, on all these factors like animal experimentation and, and like childhood abuse and stuff. Uh, and I think it was, I don't know, it was, it, was it like, I think it was, it was literally maybe like 10, 15% or something for the regular person, but it was, it was, it was, it was can you remember the exact percentage it was so circular? wasn't it? I can't remember the exact percentages now, but it was more than like triple people that were serial killers had experienced this and it, I don't know. The, the problem is, is obviously you're so you're you're comparing very, very like distinct populations. Okay, so like if you if you if you're talking about like regular people, okay, and they're and and they're gathering information on them, that is based entirely essentially on like self-report data, yeah, which has yeah. a whole host of of problems. If you, if you're talking about like child abuse, most child abuse will go unreported, so most people aren't reporting it to authorities. So whatever yeah. that figure is, it's going to be vastly understated right yeah and then the population is obviously on the other side the serial killers serial killers must be the most studied group on the planet i also think they're the most talkative group on the planet though because once you get them in a prison cell and they start talking like there's perfect examples of that out there dennis nielsen once he started talking that was it there's books and tapes and everything ted bundy yeah, that's true. Like they, they, I think because there's not as big as a population that mm. maybe these statistics m might be higher because of how many people are in each category. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's like a, <laughs> a narcissism there as well. Obviously, like they wanna, they, they want people to know how. Yes, they do. How amazing they are, right? I mean, yeah, arguably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I did like though how she, how she like she outlined some of the, you know, the kind of like the general theories of of, of that like development of the of the serial killer as well. 
Julian, she's like, what she was, when she was talking about the, um, you know, the fact of uh, animal cruelty, um, yeah. you know, she was talking about the idea of the graduation hi hi hypothesis, right? Like you start off on little, I don't know, rats or something, and then you, you, you yeah. work your way up to, to like bigger and bigger play that uh, prey. That yeah. that see, that's that that seems to be quite quite convincing. Yeah, it's good. It's good. But there's the other behaviours as well, like not having shrubs around the outside of the house so they couldn't be watched. That's not having shrubs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like that's just weird. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, sometimes things are just like like a correlation, like not necessarily have any, like anything to do. Like it, it might just so happen that people in a certain area have more shrubs. <laughs> she pointed it out, and I was like, "That's not fair." Weird. It's like they didn't like they could see everything that was going on. It's like they enjoyed watching or knowing that people couldn't watch them as well. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, as if, I suppose there is that like voyeur like aspect to like serial killers as well, right? Like the, yeah. the whole the whole point is that obviously they're 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 getting off on on what on what they're there inflicting on the on the on their victims. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that 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 totally makes sense, and I, it, it like it makes sense as well that if 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 you enjoy and if you're getting some sort of um like satisfaction, like like potentially like a sexual excitement or something right from experimenting on an animal or whatever it, it does that it just stand to reason that you would need better versions of that i suppose i, I suppose everyone's I, I, everyone, everyone does that to an extent don't they really? yeah everyone does do it to an extent don't they but not to the extent of them guys <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that's true um uh, Jennifer also kind of did kind of several case studies as well, which I, I, I which I, I quite I quite I quite enjoyed. Um, yeah. I, I think for me the uh, highlight one was well I say Pijo like she mentioned a few a few Pijos. I think it, it was it was the really like prolific one uh, Lopez I think it was. Um, the one who, yeah, the one who, yeah so yeah so he he committed like three hundred and fifty murders. Yeah. Tremendous. I, I mean I, I didn't even know there was a serial killer who achieved that level of kill count. As it were. Even better. Oh no, you're talking about the one with the children, aren't you? I think it was young yeah. girls, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one, the one with the young girls, that was bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. But then they, at one point they weren't even sure if he was and whether he was just taking credit for it because like because he enjoyed the limelight being on him. Until mm -hmm. was it there was a mudslide or something, and they it uncovered all these these girls. Yeah, cause yeah, yeah, exposed all the corp all, all the all the all the corpses. Uh, so at first, even the police weren't sure whether he was like, "Are you saying this?" Or, but yeah, he was. Uh, it was the other Pedro that I quite enjoyed. The fact that he's a serial killer, but over half of them were from whilst he was in prison. One of them being his own dad. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's difficult because I, I rather sympathised with him because, like, what was really like interesting? He had like a very like he wasn't a senseless killer. He had a really fixed moral philosophy. Like, like he like expressly targeted like paedophiles and things like that, didn't he? Very true, wasn't it? He, he did have people that he, he yeah, he was kind of. I think he saw himself as a bit of a like 
do-gooder sort of thing because he was getting rid of these horrible people. But it was just like, he's getting half of them in prison? Like, how? Did he just go, yeah, all right, mate, you can share a cell with him for a week. We'll see who comes out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could we could do a whole series on the on the on the the violence of of prison institutions. Yeah, <laughs> they are but, they um, are they are not safe places, aren't you? Oh no, no not, <laughs> not, not at all. But yeah, it was just it was baffling that he he managed to rack up all these murders in prison on top of what he already had before he went in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think, um, I mean, uh, Jennifer did kind of touch on it a little bit when she when she was talking about bias right but um like the like the different kill counts like it it, it, it was obvious when she was doing the different you know case studies and just how many victims that like the victimology right how, like who who, you, who you're choosing to kill is so yeah. so important i could not believe what when she was talking about like the racial disparity in america i i'd like obviously like it's no secret that america has a problem with racism but you but you wouldn't you wouldn't naturally apply that to you know, serial killers, would you? And like, no, you wouldn't. But then the proof was there in the graph. That's true. Yeah, but basically, basically, she. Um, she I can't remember what the org- organization was called. It escapes me. Can you remember what it was called? Um, oh. where she was getting these these stats from. But they were they were basically able to kind of like compare the different um, conviction rates via via race. Um, you know, when it came to obviously acts of murder and whatnot, and you know those and those those from from like black communities had like the lowest by far of um, you know. Well, I would say like convictions, even like attempts at investigating, um, were just you yeah. know, were, were just not there. There was just nothing. It, it was just I don't know where. I think it was just insane. It, it's just yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's it's speech honestly it's like it just it just boggles the mind that in 2022 that is still the case yeah i think that's more what it is like we're living in a day and age where so much has changed and so much has happened but yet you've got this one group and a minority that are being affected so much by it Mm. <clears throat> but in the in the show, Jennifer was talking about how they how the serial killers were basically like exploiting the fact that um, certain groups obviously were favoured less, so we say, than others. So like some of them would intentionally um, target, you know, like young women from like you know like indigenous communities. Yeah, or, there, was one, there um, was one guy that didn't get caught for years because he specifically targeted black homeless women. Yeah. Right. I mean, they've done quite well in finding some of them, haven't they? And he was able to, however he's done it, he's managed to like draw pictures of all of them. But because they were young, homeless black women, nothing's been done for them in years. And it's only now that something is being done. You tend to assume, don't you, like when you when you read about the stuff that like victims are gem- like life is precious regardless, but it's not equally precious apparently. Um, yeah. yeah, and, and to be honest, like, so their you... family would have gone, gone on to the police and been like, "Look, my daughter's gone missing. This, that, and the other." 
They uh, they have that a lot, you know. Um, you know, in, in, you know, sort of like like Native uh, like American um, like reservations and whatnot. Like, like young yeah. girls will often will often go go missing. Um, yeah. And, you know, and it's just one of those things that just aren't really like investigated. No, it's a shame, really. But but yeah, she did name the organisation that tried to like help change it, didn't she? So mm, mm. It, it was was it AI something. I can't remember now. Yeah, it's Caitlin Noise, but I can't remember either. Darren, well, we can't remember everything. It's okay. No, <laughs> um, she also talked about um, kind of like the media representation of serial killers, which I which, which I quite liked. But I quite like to sort of like analyze how like like language like language is kind of like portrayed in in media and how as you know like there's almost a moral panic around around certain ideas and and. Uh, like serial killers are, are quite a powerful they're like demonstration of that. Like they just kind of, I don't know, they 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 they, they have a, a profound effect on on the on media like like nothing else. Yeah. It's uh it's weird. It's it's like this yeah you'll see it in the media and you'll all be like oh wait, there's a serial killer in the area. But also everyone's kind of hooked at the same time because they're like, what's like, they need to know what's going on and what happens. I think the perfect example of that was the vampire of... Oh, uh, Dusseldorf or something? I think he was. Dusseldorf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, even he was reading everything they put about himself and he got something from it. He, he he loved the fact that it was in the paper but even then there was this media hype about it and how horrible it was and whatever but people were still going out people were still like oh wait hold on it's happened again right and it became the next fascinating thing to read yeah I, the, 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 there's like a i don't know like a moral part to it as well because obviously yeah. the serial killer obviously you know like immoral heinous crime whatever but what what role is like the media playing it? Because like we we tend to have this idea of them being this I don't know like this passive neutral thing that just like reports what happens, right? But when you have this thing where like the serial the serial killer always you know is involved in that in reading it, like in a lot of cases they contact the media the media outlets directly. Yeah, and and there comes a point where they're actually like a character yeah, in the story. As well. Yeah, yeah. Like there was that one. The one in America, it was actually a police officer, but they involved themselves in helping as well. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's that uncommon actually, because obviously they they yeah. want to feel they want to feel like they're as close to it as possible while also not being caught, right? Because they also want to be one step ahead. So if they go somewhere or they read the media, they know if the police have said anything, they might you know the police might say, "Oh, we're going to do this between." more patrols between 11 and 6 a.m. So they'll go out at 9, 10 p.m. And they've got the information straight away. Mm -hmm. And they feel like they're winning because they're they're one step ahead. (laughs) I get why. I get why you feel great about that. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. Not killing someone, obviously. Like, the killing bit, I can't get. But the being one step ahead and the fact that you've been able to be there and 
you could have smoked as anything, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, just that just that like continually succeeding in in like manipulating yeah. everyone around you. Um yeah. I, I I imagine you must get quite a like sort of like ecstasy kind of high off that, right? I I, I also as well like we didn't because when she was talking about the types of um, serial killers as well, like well, I'm not sure if it was necessarily like the type of serial killers, but like the ones they break down in terms of like their motivations, like like why and why they were doing it, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah. Um, you know, so like she talked about the uh, you know, like you have like visionary uh, killers, like ones who are like mission orientated, um, like yeah. lust lust killers, power control, which is, is, is essentially the one that we're talking about now, really, where obviously they. They have to be as, as um, evil, yeah, as involved as possible. And then the uh, hedonistic one, I think, which one you said. The he, yeah, the yeah, the hedonistic killers, as in the ones who like they, it, it's all about the pleasure for them. Yeah. That that actually, I I, I was quite quite convinced by that was one hundred percent. Like I like obviously like the like the visionary, you know, kind of is your classic kind of like cult, kind of inspired. Yeah. You know, yeah. cult is right. There's, there's, there's loads, there's loads yeah. of examples of them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Because like there's often there's a confusion between serial killers and psychopaths, like as if they're like some like some, like synonymous. Which is a real yeah. danger because, like, most people are on that scale somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. everyone is somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I like that. Like, like there was there was plenty of like evidence based research caveats going on, which I liked. She's like, by the way, not not everyone's a serial killer. If you've got that boss at work who doesn't seem to be, you know, like showing an empathy, does not mean he's stabbing children yeah. in his bedtime. time. Don't go to work tomorrow thinking that he's a serial killer and you're going to find him immediately. Yeah, he's not. Really- yeah, she did that quite well though. Being, you know, I can't imagine it's easy to stand up there and be like, "Well, a serial killer does this, this, and this. This is like what a psychopath would do," and then expect people to go away. She did it so well, being like, "Guys, don't think that your boss is. Don't think the person next to you is like a psychopath." Yeah, but there's there's a real danger in this kind of information. Like if you know yeah. if, if you don't deliver it in in the right way, like you know you, you cause people to panic or or kind of what you're suggesting yeah. there, misjudge people really harshly. Yeah, <laughs> she, she did that really well though. You know, it, it's like it, it, it's and maybe we should you know, do do that whole separate one on uh, psychopaths as well because like psychopathy is a very very interesting subject. Like mo like. Most people will 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 rank, you know, in terms of their traits, like like somewhere, you know, like, like I don't know, like uh, a bit of a narcissist or like have like grandiose ideas of like themselves and all that. But in in some in some context, like you want someone like that, really. Like if you like if you're if you're running a business, arguably you want someone who's quite cold and not someone who who gives into their passions all the time. Like someone who can make yeah. decisions that are like logical and you know, and rational. So yeah, you want a mix of people to make it the perfect one, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and you know, and and the whole thing of like, you know, being like manipulative. Like we tend to assume that that's entirely negative. Can you like manipulate for good or for a good reason? Controversial throwing it out there. I imagine so. 
gonna say some females might do it all the time. Hey babe, I'll that bar of chocolate. It's actually a good point. I, I, I'm not I'm not sure what the gender gender breakdown is on uh, psychopathic shows. No, she didn't mention that, but I think that's primarily because it was a talk about the psychology of serial killers. I think if you start going down that road, that's an entirely different show and you could probably be there for the whole day, not just like the two, three hours we were there. Yeah, maybe for one of our uh, like reviews or something, we should find like uh, a book on on like you know, obviously like academic book on psychopaths and maybe go do do a bit of a deep dive on on that one because because that, that yeah. is quite fascinating as well. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I really liked, um, and, and you you never hear about it is when is is when she, she she was adding the section on female serial killers. You almost never hear about female serial killers. What, oh, what, what do you think about that? I absolutely loved it. And then she, I mean, people could only name two or three, and she used Dorothea, and I can't remember her last name for the life of me, as the example, the woman in America who looks about 70, 80 years old. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think there was, a, there was a Netflix talk about that one, wasn't there? Oh, yeah, there was. Yeah. Absolutely she, fascinating. Yeah, she like she looks like her pensioner, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was about 80 years old, and the police thought, oh, she's dead old, sweet and innocent. She was actually 50 years old. Go and Google this woman, guys. Like, honestly, she looks like your sweet old grandma lives next door, baking some cookies. Well, she weren't. She were burying a, a penance in the garden. And the police let her go. The police let her go. Well, yeah, it, it was interesting how she played on, on her vulnerability when it was convenient. Obviously, you know, because you know, because as as Jennifer in the talk was, you know, mentioning the female serial killer, female serial killers have to employ a different set of techniques, right? Then, um, yeah, but female serial killers are a little bit different because they they plan a lot more, mm. but also they kill in a different way, and you you don't really notice them for a long time because a lot of women will use poison which I thought was quite interesting as well. A lot of female killers will use poison. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think that, that that's, that's quite a common one. Like, it t- tends to happen a lot in, in, in sort of like marriage situations, oh, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. It's quite, yeah, it's quite an effective means. Although, um, I mean, if you've got to someone off with it looking like a heart attack and natural causes, then some form of poison is going to be uh, way down the road, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, not that I want to caveat this. Not that I'm defending this, but historically, if if you're in a very unhappy marriage, there wasn't many options for women to get out of those marriages. Um, no, you know, it's, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, like divorce is a relatively recent thing, um, so you, you could see in some situations, you know, yeah. if 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 things were that were that bad, you can kind of understand, you know, why oh, they yeah, might completely. turn to that in desperation. Completely. Um, but, but yeah, yeah that's. Uh, See it. Do you know she's actually like 50 years old? She was like 50, she was super young. She had a hard life. Well, oh, Dor- uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Dorothy, the uh, Netflix yeah. one. Yeah, she was uh, in and out of prison. But funnily enough, oh, it's she... it's Puente, P U E N T E. Yeah, yeah. So, funnily enough, and only because after watching the documentary about her, I went off Google with her. Yeah. She should have been housing tenants anyway because of what her parole terms were because she was out on parole at the time. So because of a series of mishaps, um, 
and because this happened in like the, I want to say the eighties, seventies, eighties, so there wasn't really the traceability there is now. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah. in hot states, and because the police didn't know who she was, and because she remarried and had a different surname and whatever, she didn't show up on the database. So she should never have been able to house tenants, but she managed to find the biggest loophole by having a different surname and house these tenants. I get you have to respect the way that she like used you know like she exploited the idea of female vulnerability to you know to get what she wanted it's so it's so clever even down to the point where she got arrested in the bar and she was trying to get a bloke to take her home like she yeah. completely exploited it the whole way i would i would strongly strongly recommend it for anyone interested it's called the worst roommate ever i think <laughs> and yeah. it is tremendous what she got what she what she gets away with she's a like prolific serial killer she really is quite impressive yeah. Horrendous. They turn up like, oh, we've heard there's remains in the garden. And then she's like, what? Me, a sweet old woman? As if I could do it. And you know what? If that was me that rocked up there, I'd probably have been like, nah, she couldn't, she couldn't have buried that many people in a garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's <laughs> amazing. Um, I, I just I think this is mental. This is mental. Well, I think, I think she said it was something like, 16% of serial of killers are female. I, I never entertained the possibility it was that high. Um, which uh, I suppose maybe show, shows the, the bias in our in our media sort of like coverage of serial killers. I was about to say, I was, if you hear about a serial killer, most of the time it's a male serial killer. You don't really, in actual fact, with most killers, it is men. And mm. I think that's it. A very biased thing because we do know we live in a society where females commit crime. There you go. News, news flash, everyone. Women commit crimes. Quote. <laughs> <laughs> we've, 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 we've got to talk about the uh, fan mail as well because I, I, that, that's that's absolutely nuts. Um, I didn't, I didn't know it was an actual uh, condition as well, like like an actual kind of like diagnosable condition. Um, what's it called? It was a, a para paraphilia, I think it was. You know, like that, like that kind of like it, like those that get arousal from the 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 violence from offenders. Yeah, um, so it's also really weird to hear them speak about it as well. I think she uses the example of, of again another well-known one because of uh, lovely Netflix. The dad that kills is having an affair. Instead of just going, I'm going to leave here, kills his wife and kids and buries them out at his, uh, is it an oil tank or something in, in the desert in America, doesn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Puts them on oil barrels for them to sort of decompose. I think, I think his wife was pregnant at the time. Yes, she was, and she'd been away in Houston for more than Again, that is another good documentary to watch. Mm. But they, these women are writing to him, professing their love, saying, all these things like I, I didn't think you were capable of that. I know you're not capable of that. But then when they're interviewed, they're also saying, Well, I feel like I can say that because I'm behind the safety net of being at home. Like he, he's not here. And there's some of them that have said, like, oh yeah, we know how violent and how horrible they are, but through pen and paper, we're not I'm not scared of him. <clears throat> I just think that. Yeah, not not to like defend them, but it, it is kind of like a uh, an exaggeration of what 
the public feels towards serial killers, right? That kind of weird, kind of like fashion, like fascination going on there. It's kind of like that on steroids, it seems to me. Yeah. Um, and, and it's definitely worth exploring as to, as to where that's coming from. I mean, that I mean, we can mention that idea of distance, right? I feel that's like part of it. It's kind of like when you go to a, a theme park, right? Or you watch a, you know, um, like a horror film, for example. That's that's probably a, a good, yeah. good example. You you know you're not going to die. So when you watch it, you know, you get enjoyment from the fact like, you know, like that, that as you say, there is a distance to it, but you're still close enough that it makes you, that makes your heart beat faster and that you get a bit of a... Yeah, you get the adrenaline, you get a bit scared. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, so, yeah, so maybe that's kind of, kind of part, you know, part of it. I don't know. I've got a lot of fan mail. The Night Stalker. Is that Richard Ramirez? He got loads, didn't he? He had girls outside queuing outside the courthouse when he turned up every day. Mm, yeah. Weird. But again, that plays into the media part of it because of how it's all portrayed in media. Yeah, and and uh, you know, it's, a lot of them as well are, are. I mean, part of it is their like like manipulation, but. They're quite attractive, right? Like I like a lot of them as well. Like they're quite kind of, um, I don't know. They've got that kind of that, that certain kind of look. Like usually, like that, you know, it goes with that with the the intensity of their performance and yeah. the, and, and the, you know the way they maintain eye contact longer than usual and all these. Like, yeah. There's a thing there. there there's, there's a charisma and something about those um, characters. I think that pulls them in. Yeah, as well. when like the cameras and the papers are around, don't they? So. They fully play into the persona that they have been given by the media. It 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 does make you reflect on your own psychology, doesn't it? Oh, it does not <laughs> yeah, I would never. Yeah, I would never. I would never write to one, but yeah, I can. I can in some small way. But there's a, but there's there's a weird kind of like sexual yeah, element going on there as well. Better of you think I'd want to ask him why, how? I don't know. Now I'm speaking about it, and I don't know which could write to someone, not for the reasons that these women women have, but I'd, I'd maybe want to write and be like, "What made you do it?" I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't think you, I don't think there, there's a there's a reason really other than oh, I, well, yeah, I, again, it comes it comes down to type, doesn't it? Like, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, if we're talking, you know, those with a a coherent philosophy, then then yeah, there might, yeah. There might be a reason, but obviously never. Never just just justifiable, but you can you, know, you can you can with 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 some of them who are who are acting like like purely on impulse. I think it's harder for us to under, understand them because we can't put ourselves in their position because they're just acting. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the whole mad bad thing, isn't it? Like they're acting. Yeah, they, crazy. they find an opportunity and they, they take it. There's no there's no pattern to it. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we we definitely struggle more with that. Um, massive, massive one. What? Sorry, there you go. Couple serial killers. Uh, yeah, this is a weird one, right? Like, I, I think she said it like a quarter of like all the serial killers had like a partner or something. Now, mm-hmm. okay, now, even if that that many exist, not to like not not to make make a joke out of this, right? But is there like a like an event you go to or like a chat room, like? Like Comic Con once a year, but you all just meet up in your life. Yeah, like how? Yeah. It's not like you can post it on Craigslist. How how do you find these other serial killer people? Like a quarter of them will have one. That's a huge amount. Yeah. yeah. But what was quite interesting, she showed three case studies. 
Um, obviously, she showed the Mars murderers. I think they're the most prolific ones that everyone knows about them. Yes, yeah. She showed, it was a young couple where um, she took the plea bargain and ended up getting manslaughter. I can't remember the name. They were married in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it came out that she was saying that she was manipulated into it and whatever. Um took the plea bargain it came out she was fully part of it it's quite interesting to see that every single woman out of the three couples she chose all three of them said they were manipulated but if you like when you've watched things about them as well all three of the women's families have said until she got with that bloke she was just quite innocent she's quite sweet she would never do anything like that yeah i don't know i mean yeah, in the one sense obviously you've got the bias in our uh, legal system that in a sense has been trained to see obviously females in, in, in you know as a as a victim because yeah. obviously most of the time they are um so obviously they're obviously like, exploiting that but I, I, as to whether you can be taught to be a serial killer i don't know i'm 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 skeptical on that one but um yeah it is an interesting idea and you know all, all, all the same um but yeah I, I think i think we covered the covered the the main points of that um unless unless there's anything there that you want to add andrew I can't think of anything. I don't think we've missed anything. No. Uh, so, you know, I would I would definitely recommend anyone who's, who has an interest in, the, in psychology and deviance and, and crime to, because uh, I, I think I think it runs regularly like across the UK. So it's the Psychology of Serial Killers with Jennifer Rees and she's a, she's a forensic psychologist. It looked like she's doing quite a few like up and down the UK. Um, she's doing like, was it Crime, crime Con? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's a parent crime con as well. Yeah. Um, but before we go, um, we should maybe talk a little bit about what we'll do next time because we were kind of inspired by one of the, by one of the recommendations. Um, yeah. You want to tell everyone what we're uh, reviewing next time? What should we review? Um, the daughter of a serial killer. Yes, I think it's my story of faith, love, and overcoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. May have already ordered it. Yeah, I was ordered it. So I think I think you're you're really gonna enjoy that one. Like it's a really unusual perspective. Um, obviously, it's the daughter of the really famous BTK killer, um, and it is yeah. obviously her, her analyzing her childhood in retrospect, knowing that he you know is what he is. Um, so yeah, so it's a from a like re, you know relational point of view, it's a really unusual perspective to see. So I'm really interested yeah. in reading that. Like, did she think dad was a normal dad? And did he act normal? But he was also this, this killer. That yeah, yeah. I was, imagine you would you would reanalyze every conversation you'd ever yeah. had, right? Um, but then, like, when you find out, whenever she found out, do you sit back and go, oh, wait, hold on. Maybe. Like, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. But so, so stay tuned for that, folks.
And you've been listening to the End of the World Podcast with Anton Roberts plus guests. If you'd like to leave a message, please do so after the bleep. Like, comment, subscribe, because knowledge is for everyone. Oh, no.